overcome what you can't see, what you don't know. This is really what the NC Trio is all about, is giving students these opportunities so they can potentially see themselves in a career as a scientist. Welcome to the North Carolina or NC Trio podcast. I'm Dr. Matt Sparks. I'm a nephrologist at Duke University and co-director of the NC Trio Networking Corps. The NC Trio is an NIH-funded training grant spanning Duke, UNC, Wake Forest, NC Central, Winston-Salem State University, also spanning the disciplines of kidney disease, urology, and hematology. The goal of the program is to build, support, and nourish the pipeline of investigators in North Carolina. I want to welcome my colleague, friend, and neighbor, Dr. Keisha Gibson, who also serves as co-director of the NC Trio Networking Corps. Dr. Gibson, please introduce yourself. Hi everyone, my name is Dr. Keisha Gibson. I am a pediatric nephrologist at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. I run the pediatric nephrology division there, and I also have the privilege of serving as the inaugural vice chair of diversity, equity, and inclusion for the Department of Medicine. I first want to hear about your journey from growing up to making your way into medicine and ultimately nephrology. This is one of the moments where I really get to reflect a little. I tell people oftentimes that I'm not an accidental nephrologist. I come from a very large family um, with a lot of people that were affected by kidney disease. My dad was a baby of 17 children, so thank you, Grandma, that you didn't get tired. And I have about 42 first cousins in this very large family of mine I have over 15 individuals that have experienced end-stage kidney disease. So that's just that tip of the iceberg with the people that I remember needing dialysis and transplant and several others that have different stages of chronic kidney disease. So I kind of grew up around it quite a bit, but I really thought early in life that I was going to be a basic scientist. That was really my pedigree growing up, starting in high school. I spent several summers in the laboratory. My dad himself was a molecular biologist with the NIHS in the Research Triangle Park area. So I had really early exposure. And I started college with the idea that I was going to go to grad school to pursue a PhD, spent several summers at NIH, and that was what I knew. And it wasn't until my junior year of college that I realized that there was something a little bit missing. I think that maybe I was a little bit early in my journey and probably just couldn't see the important impact, the work that I was doing in the lab would be on the patients that we really are focused on trying to help. I started to think that maybe I want to go into medicine. And so that's when I started to pivot a little bit and found a pipeline program from the University of North Carolina called the MED program. And spent a summer basically going through the whole first year of medical school in nine weeks. And I was really hooked after that. So it became very clear that I really wanted to pursue medicine. I had the privilege of having this background that really exposed me to research. And now several years later, I see myself having this opportunity of being engaged on some level in all of those worlds. 
I am a true native North Carolinian. And as I sit here talking with you, my friend and neighbor, I was actually born at the institution that you sit in. I was actually born at Duke University Hospital. We'll just say a couple of moons ago. And I completed all of my education in the public um, school systems in Durham. And probably, I think I was able to complete a couple of enrichment programs at Duke, but pretty much my education has been under the UNC umbrella between Winston-Salem State, which is one of our HBCUs under the UNC system, and then medical school, UNC, my fellowship training, and my master's of public health also from UNC. In your medical school, do you know how many individuals went into nephrology? Well, that's a great question. Off the top of my head, if we had a class of 160, and I know of only one other individual who ended up going into nephrology. That's really interesting. A very similar for me. And I think that's where it also shows the importance of these pipeline programs like the NC Trio to help bring like-minded individuals together. And you mentioned a pipeline program. Where were you in your career and how did you learn about that program that you had mentioned? I really think these programs are so important because you can't become what you can't see, what you don't know. And throughout my journey, I really think that I have benefited from several pipeline programs. So I mentioned that my first exposure to research was in high school, and it was the Summer Scholars Program through the NIHS that I got that early exposure. That is a pipeline program. Even earlier than that, I was part of the Math and Science Education Network, which at that time was pretty much run out of UNC I think it's still in existence, but more so through North Carolina State. Uh, Again, these are pipeline programs that provide additional exposure, really trying to wrap your arms around young individuals. I think of those young individuals as stem cells, right? They're not fully differentiated. To really expose them to what can be. I have a lot of gratitude, really, for having those experiences um, early on. How do you find out about it? You really need sponsors. You need people really going out to find these interested students, to find the talent and to say, I see talent in you. I really want you to have this opportunity to gain more exposure, to get more experience. It's one thing to have the home and to have the resources for individuals is another thing to go out and find them and to encourage them to apply or to to come on board. I totally agree with that. My journey was very circumferential. I grew up in a small town in Arkansas, made my way through college actually first in music where I was a music major. I played the trumpet in the band. And I remember taking a class on immunology and just very fascinated by it. I always liked science, but never really thought I could do it. You know, like it's like this, uh, like you just couldn't see it. I could see myself playing trumpet. That's what I always did. And I had the courage one day after class to walk up to the front of the class to Dr. Janine Durdick, who was the professor. And I was like, I have work study. Can I work in your lab? And she said, yes. And that really is what got me going on science and really pushed me to think about, well, whether or not this is actually possible, because even though I had no experience and I didn't really know anything, She always gave me opportunities to go to conferences or do an experiment, and that was huge. 
And this is really what the NC Trio is all about, is giving students these opportunities so they can potentially see themselves in a career as a scientist. So isn't it interesting just how these individual experiences that happen very organically in those moments can really make an impact on what you end up doing in the future? You know, I think back to some of my professors at Winston-Salem State University in particular, I will always accredit Dr. Bodiford Stackhouse with my interest in immunology. He really approached us with the idea that he was there to really make us stretch and grow and really approach his teaching from a graduate level uh, standpoint. By the time I got to medical school, taking immunology, there wasn't anything new for me to learn because this man had absolutely made certain that we were going to move into the next level completely prepared. And I think that when you talk to individuals that are coming from different schools, coming from different backgrounds, there's always that individual that they can look back to and say, man, that individual really saw something in me and said that I'm going to set your bar really high because I know that you can meet it. It makes a big difference. Well, that's interesting. Both of our early career interests were immunology, and it was just so fascinating. I couldn't stop reading and thinking about it. I remember Dr. Durdick got a grant through the Department of Agriculture on looking at the immune system of chickens. And she had us all in a chicken coop in a research environment chasing down chickens to get blood samples. And <laughs> and I remember coming and telling my parents about that, right? <laughs> they're like, what are you doing in college? But I still remember the makeup of those chicken immune systems today. And occasionally I'll mention that they have more gamma delta T cells than alpha beta T cells. And their immune system is very primitive, like that of a dinosaur. And it's just, those are the things that caught my imagination and made me think I could do it. And so amazing. Well, let's transition and talk about NC Trio. And really the whole point of this is to give people from around North Carolina the opportunities that we had when we were young. So the first question I have, and this is called a UTC TL1 funding mechanism. Like what is that and why is that important to know about this new NIH funding mechanism? Yeah, this is a completely new opportunity to bring institutions together, to bring talent together. So for the longest time, I think the two of us uh, probably benefited from the old T32 training mechanism through the NIDDK, so the Institute through NIH that is focused on kidney, urology, hematology, and diabetes. And this was really a mechanism focused on training individuals that were interested in research, that were pursuing careers in either of those fields, either in medicine or the basic science world, supported individuals that were working to get their doctoral degree, whether um, for a PhD or people that were post-doctoral degrees, so PhDs and MDs, and that was very institution-specific. So I think that now what NIDDK is really pushing us to do is to make sure that we're leveraging the talent, not just within one institution, but across the walls, outside of our institutions, bring together large bodies of individuals so that hopefully with doing so, we're really opening the doors for a much wider pool of candidates and a much wider pool 
a talent than we would have had um, previous opportunity to come to be to become engaged with. Is really an interesting mechanism because really what their push was to one pull in institutions, but also to ensure that the three disciplines of kidney urology and hematology come together and work on not only enhancing the pool, but also enhancing the mentors and the different methodologies of research that we can see what's happening in those fields and use those techniques. And so that's really exciting. Now, bringing in institutions is always hard. How do you think that the NC Trio is different and how we can communicate and have a shared mission? I think that you already really hit the nail on the head that with our large consortium and we think about the institutions that are a part of our consortium, everybody has talent in different areas. And when we're really thinking about where we're moving in science in general, as we think about precision medicine, as we're thinking about systems biology, bringing together all of these uh, different resources. I think there's a couple of things. Uh, We're all very different institutions. We have different strengths. We have different areas of focus. And as we're moving more into this area area of research of systems biology, thinking about precision medicine, we're really going to be able to leverage individual research strengths of, of all of our institutions and all of the mentors that we have. Just thinking about the vast opportunity that we have. I mean, think about somebody that's engaged in immunology, autoimmunity work in the kidney space and pairing them with what was coming through with stem cell research, urology space, thinking about hematology. There's so many opportunities there for collaborative work. And I think an opportunity to really increase excitement. I want to hear about some of the research highlights from each of the institutions and really the excitement that I see is bringing all these disciplines together. I think that we would really be here all day talking about the individual research strengths, but just off the top of my head, uh, when I think about UNC, clearly there's been a a long history in uh, work in autoimmunity space, um, in vasculitis, um, we think about our kidney kidney disease uh, program. When I think about Duke and think about the vast research in genomics, um, I think that there's going to be a lot that the trainees that are a part of our program, and I'm very excited, the students that come in as a part of our networking core are going to be able to get engaged with. With Wake Forest, we have a regenerative medicine institute that is a part of the North Carolina Trio. And so just thinking about all the amazing research in the areas of stem cell research and just regenerative medicine just in in general, I, I really just see that it's going to really be this broad landscape that is going to really help us spark interest and really help engage a lot of the students that are wondering where do I fit in in this research world. I think that no matter what interest they're coming in with, we're going to find a way just because of how diverse our research portfolio is when you look at the 64 mentors that we have across all five of our institutions. I think that it's going to be very easy for people to look up and say, hey, I'm really, really interested in hearing more about this particular research area. I'm very excited about it as well. And just like reading about the different research that all the different investigators are involved in, I think it'll also help the mentors as well. 
not only do the trainees get to expose and to think about all these different topics, the mentors also get to see it as well. And from my experience to see innovation, usually what happens is a trainee typically (laughs) goes and has a connection with someone outside of their own primary mentor, brings that skill or innovation back. And next thing you know, you've taken the project to the next level. And that's really what I'm most excited about is to see those organic connections happen and take place and to see what the possibility is. The second thing I'm more excited about than anything is just talking to colleagues. And although we don't like to sometimes admit it, there is some sense of competitiveness when it comes to academia. And I'm, I'm really happy to see this grant because I think it makes us and forces us break down some of the walls and barriers, even institutions that are right across the street. And that is exciting to me. Um, now I get to talk to you on a weekly basis and I get to talk to others at Wake Forest and even in your own institution, sometimes it's hard to talk to people outside your own discipline. And so that really helps in that sense too. So I think those two things I'm most excited about breaking down barriers and also the cross pollination of research ideas. I could not agree with you more. And I think that with traditional mechanisms and the other, you know, more traditional routes for how we engage in research and we collaborate. I do think that it makes it difficult for smaller institutions and researchers that are at smaller institutions sometimes to be able to engage in the same arena. And there's so much that we're missing out on. What I'm really, really proud that we're working on as part of this networking core is the fact that we're going beyond the large institutions in our state and that we're really pulling on the talent of, I think of what makes North Carolina so unique. The fact that we have North Carolina Central University and Winston-Salem State as a part of North Carolina Trio, I think is incredibly important because there are, again, this tremendous talent and the mentors that we have identified at these institutions, I think are gonna be a great benefit to our trainees and candidates that that we're pulling through our larger institutions. So I'm really excited to work with the researchers at Bright Institute. The research that they're doing in the cardiovascular space really does translate and transcend into a lot of the themes that we deal with in kidney urology and hematology. So I I think that just overall, because North Carolina TRIO really is steeped in the mission that we really want to build a program that truly reflects our diverse population in North Carolina. Let's get to some details. What does the TRIO do? What does it offer? So there's a couple of things that I think that we're accomplishing through North Carolina TRIO. There's the TL1 component of this grant, which of course is there to help make certain that we have funding to support pre-doctoral and postdoctoral candidates that are pursuing education in the kidney urology hematology space. So that's one major focus of North Carolina Trio and we need the research infrastructure, we need mentors, we want to help provide a platform to make sure that there's some good peer mentoring that's happening in there. So that's one component, one focus. And then I look at the core that we're co-directing Matt, the networking core, that is really focused on building out the pipeline of candidates and making sure that we're giving people the opportunity to have these formative experiences, to make sure that we are 
providing them the tools that they need to continue to develop, to grow, and hopefully maintain an interest in these areas of kidney urology and hematology. Because again, it's difficult to become what you can't see. So I really think there are several goals of North Carolina TRIO. So as we mentioned earlier, it's really two parts to this funding mechanism. One is the TL1 and then the UTC. And the TL1 aspect really is focused on making sure that we have funding to support the development of pre-docs and post-docs that are pursuing careers across kidney urology and hematology. That's really a lot of ambitious goals. And so I think the last thing we want to talk about is how do we measure success? And I, I don't know the right answer to that. And I'll kick it off to you first. And what do you think about that? And I think that's one of the challenges we even have the T32 mechanism. Absolutely. I think that we're going to have to have different buckets of how we measure success, right? I think ultimately our goal is to really look up five, 10 years from now and really be able to see the fruits of, of our work and labor now where we see, my goodness, look at all of these amazing individuals that have come through our program that are now nephrologists, urologists, hematologists, researchers that are maybe pursuing fields outside of medicine that are biomedical engineers that are all in this space engaged. So that's going to be the long-term payoff. The short-term goals, I really I think it's going to be, are we engaging our community? Are we bringing together these students that are across discipline and across institutions? Are they coming together for our podcast, our town halls, when we have our in-person annual meetings, looking across the room and seeing the generations, right? of individuals in these spaces? Are we getting people under the same roof? As we look at the programs that we're partnering with, because a lot of us already have um, programs that have similar goals, our R25 programs, right? The summer student programs and some that carry throughout the year. Are we retaining those students? So as they're finishing those individual programs at our institutions, are they still engaging with North Carolina TRIO? So I do think that there's going to be some short-term goals that we can wrap our arms around. But ultimately, I think the real money is going to be where are we in 10 years is what we really want to see. Completely agree. And there are a lot of challenges to these in trying to measure. For instance, the NIH wants to have independent funded investigators in the future, right. those that, that achieve R01s. That's a really hard metric, especially in these three disciplines that have historically had challenges. Absolutely. And I think that's um, important. It's an important metric for us to continue. We want to see those individuals, but we also need the clinicians that are taking care of these patients. We need the individuals that maybe are finding careers in other government agencies that have played an important role in what we're able to do to take care of patients. I think that we're going to have to broaden our metrics of what constitutes success. Clearly, we have individuals and there's a focus on making sure that we can advance the science. So we can't lose that. I think that is important. But I think that as we're looking up and we're certainly seeing workforce shortages, ultimately, I think that we have to make sure at the center of our mission, we're thinking about what do we need for our patients? And we really need all of those things. We need good science. So we need people to do the science. We need good clinicians. We need 
people that are really helping us to build the policies to make sure that we can continue to do what we need to do to care for these patients. So I think that we're going to have to be a little more broad in our metrics and how we're measuring success, but not lose focus on the fact that in order to get better at what we're doing, science does have to play a critical role. One of the ways I'd love to see success is just two trainees that have met during this later on in their career, have a paper together or a grant, or even just having a meeting at ASN Kidney Week just to catch up. Like that's success. These are the really important parts of a career that's long and successful and happy. And that is knowing people and also getting a little bit of their success to rub off onto you. And so I think that's a great way to think about how we can achieve success And the other thing is I always look at what we can grow here in this area and we call this trio and it's kind of like in this area, if you ever been here, you know, the triangle is something that we always talk about Raleigh, Durham and Chapel Hill. It's just a rich environment and getting more people to come and engage. And it's a great place to live, but also a great place to work is going to make all of our success even better. Absolutely. Let's go ahead and wrap up. And the last thing I'm going to do is just get a sense for what do you like to do outside of medicine on the weekend here in North Carolina? Oh, I love food. I love to cook. I love to go try out new restaurants. So if you want to make me happy, take me to a brand new farm to table restaurant and I'm I'm a happy person. We noticed really quick when we came here, chain restaurants don't last long. No, no, no. But the ones that are unique, farm to table, mom and pop type, they stay forever. (laughs) Right now, like just doing things outdoors, riding my bike, going to watch my son play baseball or watch my daughter dance. Those are the fun things or take my dog on a walk. beautiful weather right now and just couldn't be happier to be in the triangle and also excited for the future with this NC trio. Me as well. I think we're going to have a really good time with this. Thank you so much, Keisha. To our listeners, thanks for joining us on our inaugural NC trio podcast. The goal of this podcast is to highlight all that is happening in the NC trio program. We'll be talking to researchers and exploring science from a vast array of disciplines. And we'll also be talking to our trainees and discuss their journey in science and medicine. So please join us as the NC TRIO program redefines research in kidney disease, urology, and hematology in North Carolina. We'll see you here next time.